You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mando Monday presented by Walt's Apartment Podcast. I'm here with Jade and we are going to discuss The Mandalorian Chapter 15, The Believer. It was written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa. It was 38 minutes in length. And this is the second to last episode of the season. So we have one more episode to go. So this episode opens up where we left off um, previously with um, Din and Cara Dune going to get Mayfield. So we see the Carthon Chop Fields, which is basically like a giant junkyard of like Imperial equipment and droids a lot and of tie fighters like yeah just like around. basically they're recycled like a junkyard like you go to junkyards for car parts like it's that kind of situation they're laboring away they're protected by droids the prisoners are so well, Karen- probably not protected they're probably well okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> guarded guarded by droids um so cara dune shows up um, and you see this interaction with the droid and Mayfield and Mayfield's all confused and wants answers. And the droid's like, just do what I say. Cara Dune basically shows up, gets him transferred to her custody. She walks with him back to the slave one ship. Um, and you see Boba Fett and Fennec come out and he's like, okay, what's going on? Well, he kind of is startled for a second, thinks it's Din uh-huh. Jaren, and is like, oh, never mind. I thought you were a different. And yeah. then he walks out. <laughs> yeah. And then Mando walks out. He's like, ah, hey, Mando. Uh, but kind of cool to note here, Boba got a paint job. Yeah. His armor's all nice looking with like this matte finish. Um, looking pretty good compared to his ship, you know, that could also use a little paint job, yeah. a little help. Uh, but his armor's all looking fab again. Mm-hmm. All spiffed up, all the symbols on it are nice. Repainted. And, yeah. yeah, it's very cool. Um, so, Dune explains uh, that Moff Gideon has his kid in reference to Mando. And he's like, oh, the little green guy? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, basically they say, hey, we need your help. Like, you don't really have a choice. You can go back to the whatever, or mm-hmm. you can help us find Gideon. He's like, well, the only way to do that is to access some kind of data terminal. The only one he knows of is on Morak, where there's some kind of, like, secret Imperial mining hub happening. Mm-hmm. So they set off for Morak. Yeah, and to note, Cara Dune was kind of suspicious. Like, you seem to know a lot about uh, Imperial bases that are still operational nowadays mm-hmm. so he's kind of like suspicious to her yeah alluding that maybe he's still a conspirator or something yeah mm-hmm. 
Uh, so we see them kind of take over a mining uh, juggernaut, basically, mm-hmm. um, kind of machine. And there's this banter around Mayfield not being able to go by himself. Like nobody trusts him, obviously, to go in by himself and yep. and saying, well, they're going to have to scan your face or, you know, you can't be recognizable mm-hmm. to the Empire. So pretty much everybody is out but the Mandalorian. Yep. And he's like, well, that's not going to work, you know, because <laughs> can't go in dressed like that, you know, mm-hmm. joking around. And he's like, don't worry about it. And so basically they take over some guard uniforms that have helmets. One thing to know about when Boba Fett was like, oh, no, they'd recognize me. He's kind of like, oh, so he must have had probably more to do with the old Imperial bounty hunting than was let on in the one or the movie mm-hmm. we saw him in. Well, or so, obviously he is the face and the genetic code of yeah the clone troopers, right? Uh, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, his face is, was literally everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's no hiding him, you know? Um, yeah. So the cargo that are, is in these mining transports is Rhydonium, very volatile. Um, so they're cruising along. Mando's got his helmet on, this, you know, acquired helmet. Um, Mayfield comments about it sucks and you can't see anything in it. So he takes his off and, you know, there's this banter. Mayfield's just yakking away and the Mando's just silent about it. Doesn't really talk. Um, but you learn a lot about kind of Mayfield's view on the world a little bit. And he compares Mandalore to um, Alderaan, you know, as both being pretty much destroyed. Mm-hmm. Well, Alderaan is destroyed yeah. and Mandalore is... Rumored, rumored to be completely ruined. wasteland yeah. and ruins. So they drive through this little village and you can see that, you know, the villagers are not fans of the empire mm-hmm. being there. Get a little farther and um, you hear this chatter over their intercom system, their radio about threats and things. And then big explosions are happening. Basically somebody's destroying the cargo. Mm-hmm. Um, on these transports. So they start, Mayfield starts freaking out. Um, They get attacked by pirates pretty much. Right. And the pirates aren't trying to steal the cargo. They're just trying to blow it to smithereens. Um, So Mando has to fight off a bunch of attackers. Um, You see him obviously struggle without his own armor. Yeah. He gets shot somewhere and then like, Oh no, not shot. Uh, like Hit. attacked with some type of weapon and mm-hmm. you know his that armor doesn't hold up as well as his usual armor so he's a little out of his element <laughs> yeah for sure and then you see after he has been successful and he climbs back into the transport he's like sore like mm-hmm. he's he's gotten a little beat on and he hasn't he hasn't felt like that for a while yeah um so they end up rolling into um, the mining facility kind of as heroes, right? The the stormtroopers and everybody are applauding and like saluting them. Yeah. Um, so they're uh, they're now getting way more attention than they expected from this whole ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Mayfield says, oh, everything's probably in the officer's mess. So they start heading toward that direction. Mayfield goes to go inside and see somebody he recognizes, like an old commander or something. Yeah, I think it was like his old commander because later he mentioned something about a battle where a lot of lives were lost and the commander, whatever he is, mm-hmm. basically says, 
Well, it's all for the Empire, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Mayfield obviously doesn't like him. So the Mandalorian has to go in, and there's one hiccup that they need a face scan of him. So obviously the Mandalorian isn't too keen on taking that mask off. So he basically goes in anyways for the child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he kind of puts the little key card in and is hesitant for a second. It tries to scan his face with the mask on and then he kind of hesitates and takes it's it off. It's beeping the next loudly yes. though and drawing attention to him in yeah. the middle of this officer's mess, right? Mm-hmm. And so he'd hoped, I think, that he could get away with it and he can't. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's taking his helmet yeah. off! Ah! In front of all these Imperial officers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's trying to be all like sly about it. But now... It worked. It unlocked the information he wanted. It's on the data stick, and he gets called over or called to by an officer. The officer that Mayfield recognized. So he comes up to him, starts asking him about what his call number is and this information, and obviously Din Djarin does not know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But then Mayfield comes over and kind of covers for him, says, oh, you know, you're going to have to speak up a little bit. Yeah, he pretty much can't hear you. (laughs) So, you know like oh you guys are the ones that survived the pirates basically let's mm-hmm. have a drink you know mm-hmm. so they're kind of sitting yeah. over there having a drink with him a little bit later yeah they call they nickname him brown eyes <laughs> yeah. which is just super funny um and you can just tell this whole time that the mandalorian is super uncomfortable with his helmet off yeah and during that initial banter there's uh, mayfield tries to get them out of there by saying they've got to go file some TPS reports, which was super hilarious because that's a reference to an old comedy called Office Space. Um, so that was just like a little moment of haha. So it's like this kind of like made up report. I mean, it's, you know, but yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so things are awkward. And Dinger obviously is not used to being in this situation mm-hmm. with his face and he's feeling super uncomfortable. But Mayfield and this commander are doing all the talking. And the conversation quickly turns negative. They're talking about this battle that Mayfield was a part of where it sounds like a lot of troopers were just massacred because Mm -hmm. of some maybe poor decisions or just not being cared about by the Empire and willing Mm -hmm. to just sacrifice their lives. Yep. And And obviously this commander or officer was leading that attack mm-hmm. and Mayfield was probably one of the troopers or and probably yeah. lost friends. Yeah. And so there's this animosity happening mm-hmm. and the commander saying it's for the empire. And he's like, well, I don't think all those people that died would agree. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, a and then there gets to be this really tense moment. And then all of a sudden Mayfield just shoots him <laughs> and you're like, Oh, what? <laughs> like then just stuff starts going crazy. Yeah. He's shooting a trooper and another officer And then they are going to have to make a hasty getaway. Yep. So they escape out the window. (laughs) Well, first he hands him his helmet back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, gosh, I think I wrote down what he said because I thought it was really funny the way that he said this. Oh, he just pretty pretty much hands him his helmet and says that I never saw your face. Um, Pretty much like this didn't happen. We did what we (laughs) needed to do. Like it's Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. (laughs) Well, he didn't say that, but Uh, yeah, but he hands him his helmet and he kind of awkwardly turns his head like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. (laughs) But like this whole time seeing his face was just like weird. And like you as a 
viewer feel kind of awkward. Like you're, yep. you're viewing somebody's like private parts or something. <laughs> like it's just like this awkward moment of uh, like we're not supposed to see your face. Like, but he, like this, he played it so well. He just yeah. made like he did everything right on making him look so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where he still primarily uses his body language to communicate, not his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but just so interesting that how long his helmet was off for. And so, like, he's obviously sacrificing his his view, his creed, in order to honor the other person in his clan, basically, right? Like, they've become family. Well, the armorer did say that you are a creed of two now. A clan of two, yeah. Clan of two, so... You know, I feel like the child means more to him than mm-hmm. his old creed's ways. Yeah. And now so. that he's seen more and more Mandalorians, which are like legit Mandalorians mm-hmm. who are doing things like removing their helmets. Like I think his view of the world and things around him are changing and growing. Yes. So as a character, he's changing and growing. Yes. I feel like at first when Bo-Katan came into the series and they just nonchalantly took their helmets off, he's like, you're not Mandalorians. Then she said this stuff about her family. He was still kind of hesitant, but then he met Boba and he actually had a chain code that he showed the Mandalorian. I feel like that really got him thinking like, Maybe this isn't the way of all Mandalorians because it's like two other groups of Mandalorians that I've met and they don't seem so crazy about keeping their helmets on. Yeah. So he puts his helmet back on and they escape through a window and get to the roof with the help of Fennec and Dune who are like snipe shooting Mm -hmm. people um, as they escape. Um, And then Boba comes in after the turret on the roof is taken care of and kind of picks him up and as Mayfield and the Mandalorian are getting back in to his ship, Mayfield says, hold on. And he turns around and shoots some of the cargo and it just explodes the, I would assume the entire base or at least a sizable portion of the base. Yeah. Based on how like volatile that substance was, I assume that it was the whole mining facility. Either way, the empire is not going to be using that facility probably. Yeah, again, yeah. definitely opened up also for like the pirates probably to be able to to finish it off, whatever yeah. they didn't finish off. Yeah. Um. So they get over back with everybody else, and Kara Dune and Mayfield and Mando are kind of having a discussion. Finnick, like they're all like, "Hey, props, dude, on that shot." Mm, yeah. Um. There ends up being this thing where Mayfield's like, "Okay, I guess I I have to be taken back now," and then. Uh, Cara Karen. Dune and, and Mando end up having a sidebar conversation and pretending like Mayfield's not even there. Yeah, Pretty much saying, Man, like, oh, it's too bad Mayfield died in that attack, you know, and this <laughs> and that. And then he's, he's like, like does on. that mean I can go? Yeah. Does that mean, uh, and they're just still not talking to him. He's <laughs> like, okay, well, I mean, if you guys are serious, then I'll leave. <laughs> and then he just yeah. starts backing away. He's like, uh, like hesitantly, are you sure? Are you okay? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I and think it's it, kind of cool to see that Cara Dune, even though she was like fully on the rebel side, was able to forgive Mayfield, even though he was part of the empire and realized that maybe not all Imperial officers were kind of all on board with the agenda of the empire. Mm -hmm. They were just kind of in a situation. And then once they saw the truth, they were no longer okay with it. Yeah. And then we close this episode with 
the Mandalorian repeating a message um, back <laughs> to Moff Gideon because now they've got all the information they need on his ship so they can send him a communication and pretty much know where he is. And yeah. he's pretty much mm-hmm. given Moff Gideon a heads up, like, I'm coming for your ass. Excuse <laughs> my language. But so he pretty much throws the same messaging back to him that we heard from Moff Gideon the first time we saw him, which was, um, you have something I want. You may think you have some idea of what you are in possession of, but you do not. Soon he will be back with me. He means more to me than you will ever know. And this like totally solidifies that. Like he is my, you know, other half of my clan. Yeah. Like you are not going to keep him. Like we are coming for him. <laughs> so stuff's about to get real yep. next episode. Mm-hmm. Battle Royale. <laughs> um, and again, don't want to do too much speculation. We only like to do like just a smidge of speculation because, I mean, no matter what happens, we always love it. It's mm-hmm. always good. Yeah. Like they do a great job. So we're never disappointed. But we also don't like to get too like crazy with our theories because we do like to be surprised a little yeah, bit. I feel like I've been surprised quite a bit. Yeah. Well, besides the Ahsoka thing, kind of saw yeah. that coming. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. was still surprised. They just, yeah. Anyways, let's so, back. Yeah. <laughs> but based on this investor meeting that happened this week and what we know is coming for the future of Disney Plus and live action Star Wars, Ahsoka's getting her own series. We're going to talk about this a lot more on our Walt's Apartment Wednesday podcast um, that we go live on Facebook. Um, so you can join us for that, but we know Ahsoka is getting her own show. So some of the stuff now that maybe we thought we would see happening in the Mandalorian, maybe we're not actually going to see in the Mandalorian. It'll happen in some crossover events maybe, or like Ahsoka asking where Thrawn is, you know, that was probably more of a teaser to her show than something that's going to happen in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Cause we'd hope to see him maybe pop into this show, but now not likely to happen. Likely Moff Gideon is the main villain in this show. But one group that we saw in The Mandalorian that doesn't have their own show is Bo-Katan. So, I mean, that could be a direction they're going to take The Mandalorian in future episodes or seasons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of going to be interesting to see who all of them might team up with to get the child back. Because as great warriors they are, I don't think four of them could take on an entire... They're going to need some help. Yeah. Yeah. They're still going to need some help. My theory now that we know that Ahsoka is getting her own show is that it's going to be Bo-Katan and her two. um, And possibly more Mandalorians that decide to join them. Yeah, if they can put out, yeah. Because got more behind them, obviously, But still, like, six or seven is probably not going to be enough. Unless they have a very nice plan. But Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. far as, like, the child reaching out in the Force to find a Jedi, I honestly don't think that's going to happen in the next episode. If it does happen, I feel like it'll happen next season. And it could be a number of Jedi on that front. But, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll see some kind of (laughs) teaser for it, like we did with Boba Fett and his feet and his, like, drangle of his boots. Yeah. Um, just to tease the fans about who it could be. Maybe we'll see something like that at the end of this episode um, where like the Jedi goes to that sacred rock and you just see like the silhouette of the Jedi or something like maybe we'll get a tease of something, but I don't think the Jedi is going to swoop in here at the end to rescue anybody or anything like that anymore. That's the Mandalorian's job. Yeah. (laughs) So Mandalorian's putting together a posse as with a lot of these 
episodes. They're gonna it's gonna have a, a vibe toward a old school western or some kind of other genre type show format. And I really feel and the internet is pretty buzzing with the idea of it being like a magnificent seven type situation, which is why I liked the book Tan and her two sidekicks as being kind of the main addition to the group because that gives them a seven. So I, I'm, this is my vibe. Jay doesn't totally agree, but I, I definitely well, was I, still in this. I don't totally agree because all but three survive in that movie. So, I mean, it's like, who are they going to kill off? Well, and again, I'm pretty sure Boba's going to die. No. I'm just putting it out there, guys. I know we just got him back. But to do the full redemption arc that happens within Star Wars and the hero's journey and the interpretation that we end up seeing in Star Wars of that, it's very much... Like, there has to be a sacrifice made for full redemption. It's like the Ben Solo thing that happened, right? Even well, though we hate it. I hate that arc. Hate it. Enough's enough, Star Wars. Hate it, yes. <laughs> you can have redemption without that, like, sacrifice of life. But that's what Star Wars does over and over again. So I'm I'm thinking it's going to be Boba this time. Listen, if you're out there listening, higher-ups in the Star Wars whatever, I hate you. No. <laughs> <laughs> You can have redemption. You can have characters that turn to the light, you know. But the thing is, without Boba, sacrifice, like Boba that. was never like on the dark side. He was, yeah, he, was he was kind of like a bad guy. He was kind of like a bad guy doing his job, getting bounties, doing this or that. But he was never yeah. like on the dark side. He was a self serving person, yeah. yes. Yeah. But he was just looking out, finding his own way through the galaxy. Yeah. So he was never like a Sith or. An agent of the Sith. He was just a bounty hunter yeah. that was hunting down a bounty. Yeah. He was never, like, evil. True. And you do see that a lot in the Clone Wars series, especially in a certain episode I'm thinking of with younger Boba, mm-hmm. where uh, some bounty hunters he was working with just wanted to kill people, and he was like, no, save them, blah, blah, blah. But, you know. Yeah. Yes. I don't think he was ever, like, evil in the yeah. sense that he needs redemption. I, I could see that. So... <laughs> anyway, so it, we end up speculating hard. Anyway, at the end of the episode, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, did not get the chance to, like, dive super hard into any other Easter eggs that might be in this show. I'm sure there are. Um, the office space one was the only, like, big one that I noticed. Um, and the mirroring of the quote to Moff Gideon. Um, so, yeah. anyways, looking forward to this final episode. It's going to be edgier seat. I think it's going to be action-packed. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. Do we see the child get rescued fully at the end of the episode? Does it carry over? I don't know, but I'm freaking out. I'm not ready for it to be done. If they don't save the child in this episode, I'm going to have a whole year of being super butthurt. So. Uh, and anxious. <laughs> and, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, thank you so much for joining us for this recap of The Mandalorian. Um, We look forward to seeing you guys next week for the final episode of Mando Mondays. Um, Jade and I are going to stick around and probably do like a bi-monthly or bi-weekly, however you say that, like every other week, um, kind of force Fridays, news, what's going on in the Star Wars universe. Um, We might even. As long as there's content, we'll get together and we'll chat about it every so often. Who knows? We might even decide to like go back and do like overviews of clone warriors or rebel series you know just depending yeah yeah because some people might not have 
hours and hours and probably days and days <laughs> to watch all the Clone Wars and all the Rebel series and things yeah. like and that. And we're getting a lot of Star Wars content rolling out if, yeah. from that investor meeting. And so we could talk about some of the time periods, maybe if these things are going to fall within, mm-hmm. what that means. Um, we do have time frames they did release with some of these shows. So we'll know kind of where they might fall in line with things. So that could be cool. It's going to be interesting. interesting. <laughs> where can they find you, Jade? Uh, Snips Jr. on Instagram, if you want. I mean, again, she's not very active. <laughs> Need to help her out there a little bit, guys. Give her, give her some likes and some comments on some of her posts, so she's forced to go on there and be more active. Um, you can find me at Amberton Cosplay on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, follow Walt's apartment. Um, thank you so much. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.